0: Can a vegan and a meat eater sustain a long-term relationship? Am I a bad vegan for dating a meat eater? And if we were to raise a family, how do you feed the kids? We'll be covering all of those questions and more on today's episode of Borderline Inappropriate with Merle
1: and Aria. Thank you as always everyone for tuning on in. Welcome to the podcast. And this week we are diving into veganism is your area of expertise, but mm-hmm. I guess this is a... Uh, This is related to our relationship and perhaps others that are like ours when it comes to different dietary habits.
0: Yes. And let's just get one thing clear. We asked you those questions in the beginning. We don't actually need you to tell us what you think we should do with our lives. (laughs) They're
1: They're rhetorical. They're rhetorical
0: questions. I mean, you can ask yourself
1: those questions,
0: but we're not looking for advice. Although so. I'm sure
1: we'll be getting a lot of it. But I know
0: we'll be getting it anyway, because that's the nature of the beast. So. Hey, that
1: is the podcast. We open ourselves up to a little bit of flack every now and then, not every now and then, I guess quite on a regular <laughs> basis.
0: <laughs> in a to- in a podcast where all you do is talk about taboo topics, it's pretty much the name of the game.
1: Yes, and if you are new here, that is indeed what we talk about here on Borderline Inappropriate. Taboo topics every week, uh, both in the space of relationships and beyond. And today we're talking about the fact that Merle is a vegan, I am a well, I'm a non-vegan. I guess how that works and should it work? And should are there ethical quandaries around it all? We're digging into those questions and more. So but if you are new here, please make sure to follow. Leave a like, comment, subscribe, leave a review. It's well actually leave a review at the end of the episode, because we don't want to make you assume that you're gonna love the episode, but you probably will well, we hope you'll like the episode. <laughs> But yes, the topic at hand, as always, Merle and I, we dive into uh, why is it taboo? So why is it taboo for us? Well, why is this a taboo topic? Merle, take it away. Be, oh
0: my god That's what you always do when I you always pass the
1: buck to Merle. Yeah, you really always do You're um, just so much more articulate than me You're always so much more uh, You know well, This is a
0: podcast yeah,
1: I know You're much more well spoken than <laughs> you me You can't
0: hide by not talking in oh, a podcast
1: <laughs> 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 There's probably a compilation that can be made uh, Of past episodes where It's just me letting Merle or the guest go on <laughs> and on Where I just sit in the background and I nod Or Yeah, say, I don't know wow. if
0: you knew what a podcast was When you signed up for this To be
1: fair, I never listened to very many podcasts Until we started doing this And it kind of shows But hey Hey, that's part of the fun, huh? I'm here to what learn. What did you think it would be? I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm just, I'm here to have a good time. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's talk about this though. You're like,
0: so yeah. So anyway, tell yeah, me tell, why it's taboo. I'll answer the question. Why do, why do we challenge you? Why do, why okay, do you sure. think it's taboo? All right.
1: Why is it taboo? I mean, it is taboo, especially, especially in this instance, because you are... You have a very successful YouTube channel all about vegan food, uh, about the vegan. Well, you don't talk just about, you know, you do sex positivity content and wellness content and uh, sustainability content there, to be fair. But veganism is a very big branch of that channel that Merle has, her YouTube channel, if you're unfamiliar with it. Check it out. Check it out. Merle Shane O'Neill. But uh, I guess because of this brand you've built, I think most
0: people would assume, oh, she's Gonna be dating a, another another vegan. Well, they can't think that by now because most of those people, for as long as I've had the YouTube channel, I've been dating you. That's true. That's true.
1: But that said, still it, yeah. it is a taboo topic, and I'm sure. Well, the thing is, you made a video about this on your channel very in the <laughs> earliest of your relationship, yeah, we're of our relationship, yeah, where uh, we talked about this very topic, which we are now. Well, we're expanding upon it because that video was pretty short. Um, yeah. because it is a very interesting conversation to have, and uh, yeah, and I think when you made that video, people were calling from my head. The that vegan teacher, the vegan teacher, I forget their username. They were really, you know, they made a video uh, breaking down your video, and I think I believe that it was kind of actually in a weird way, it was humorous. Uh, mm-hmm. sh-
0: it was funny bit. for about maybe two minutes, and then they started talking about my mom. Oh yeah. Yes. And I was like, take my mother's name out of your mouth, woman. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? That is true. I forgot about that. I only watched that one time, but I
1: do remember her. She was tallying and giving me giving points. She,
0: yeah, she you know, I was having fun at first because I felt like she was kind of on my side. I mean, definitely more than your side. Yeah. But then, uh, but I think she, did she called you dumb at one point. I mean, that's not the that new. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, maybe she didn't. I don't remember. But it, the, the. Basically, the, the bottom line was she was mad because I was with Aria because Arya wasn't trying or wasn't vegan, period, and that he still eats meat. That's not to say I don't try and I have limited my
1: mind. Well, we'll go into all that, but yes.
0: Yeah. And then, then she went after my mom because my mom was vegetarian and she said vegetarians are the most evil type of person. I'm paraphrasing, <laughs> but the most evil type of person because- they like know how bad it is, but they can't give up dairy still. So somehow that makes them worse than meat eaters. I don't know. It was really convoluted. Basically called my mom like evil. And I'm like, okay, this is where I'm starting to get mad. Like this is not funny I get anymore. it. No, I
1: understand. Yeah, uh, I can see why that seemed a little trolly behavior on it. Like I've said in the past, I when it comes to people, especially people I don't know critiquing me online, like that's, you know, doesn't bother me, but I can see why.
0: If it was just you and me, I could probably laugh at it and be like, okay, this is just kind of. This person's really milking this opportunity for all it's worth.
1: Hey, they got, I get it. They, in a weird way, the people like to, they, what's the word? When it comes to rate, you know, they make, they, they know it gets clicks, you know? It's
0: like YouTube drama. That was the first time I ever encountered YouTube drama. Yeah, and it was a very... An opportunity.
1: An opportunity. It was a very niche type of uh, (laughs) drama, too. Like, very niche within the vegan community. Although,
0: that vegan teacher is, like, kind of notorious, so... Yeah, that's true.
1: That's true. Non-vegans laugh at her.
0: If I was (laughs) thinking at the time, I would have milked that opportunity for what it was worth, but I didn't want to start a full-on feud. I remember thinking about it and being like, oh, I could probably, like, do this back and forth. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I was, like, on TikTok, I probably would have been like, look at what that vegan teacher just did, but... Whatever. I didn't want to start drama. I didn't want to continue the drama. But that's an extreme version of the response we've gotten to being a vegan and a meat eater in a relationship together. People ridiculing you publicly online.
1: Yeah, and I, like I said, I kind of get it. I mean, I I do. Yeah, I get it. I I get it. And we can explore all of that. But yeah, this is why. But this is why it's taboo. I guess. Right. Um. And I think it's. I mean, it's, it's a it's a interesting conversation for us to have uh, on the podcast, but I think it's also one that is to a degree relatable. I'm sure there are mer- mm-hmm. people out there with different, not necessarily vegan, non vegan relationships, but like just in general, like with different dietary habits, for example, uh, in a relationship. And how do you coexist, and how do you make a sustainable, long term relationship out of it? Right. And I guess interestingly, that video you made, Merle's video about us having different. Well, being vegan and a non vegan, that was made at the very start of our relationship. It's now been over four years. I was gonna say, yeah. And so it, 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 well, we can talk now how it's gone over the, the, over, I guess, the following four years. And I mean, we are still together. And um, I mean, I'll turn to you, Merle. How has it been um, being with a non vegan? I guess what's the word? Meat eater, non vegan? Non vegan, I guess. Omnivore. Omnivore, sure. Yeah.
0: Well, I think also the reason that people get mad is because veganism is supposed to be like a lifestyle. So I think instead of just a diet, like avoiding animal byproducts or anything like that, like at any cost, that's a comment I see a lot. anytime I talk about veganism, it's like, it's not a diet. It's a, and I get that. There are different reasons to go vegan. I think. Here's the thing. I don't, I try in general in life to just do my best. So I would say on the spectrum of veganism, I am not the strictest vegan. Like I'm not going to, I'm not going to f- get angry with people, really. Like I'm not going to go out of my way to try to tell other people what to do unless they ask me about it. If they ask me why I'm vegan or they, you know, are curious about it, then I'm happy to talk about it and talk about why I am I choose to be vegan. Um, I've also talked about like slipping up and having slip-ups here and there. And I'm not ashamed of that at all, even though people really want me to feel shame for that. Um, I just don't, I just don't. And because again, I just do my best whenever I can. And some people, for some people like diehard, they'll be like, oh, you made a mistake or you slipped up or you had something that had dairy in it or you were traveling and like, you know, you, you, whatever, you broke the vegan code. Like then you're not, you'll never be vegan again. It's like, I just don't.
1: But yeah, and I guess that vegan teacher is on the other end of the spectrum. But yeah, mm-hmm.
0: Merle, I think for the most part, I
1: think we had actually our friend Fernando on the podcast a few weeks ago, as you guys may have seen on the episode where we're talking about whether or not Trump supporters and people on the left uh, should be friends, can be friends. And for the Patreon exclusive segment, because for our Patreon members, we do uh, mm-hmm. these deep dive questions uh, prompts, which we talk about with each other or with our guests. And They're that's fun. an ex- exclusive segment. So if you're, pa- if you're interested in joining the Patreon, you can get that as a fun little part of the extended episodes uh, and ad-free and early release episodes. That said, (laughs) that plug aside, uh, on the Patreon exclusive, the prompt we had with Fernando was talking about the assumptions we had for each other when we first met. And I remember Fernando saying his first assumption about Merle, like instinctive assumptions that when he found out she was vegan, he he had a feeling she was one of the, I guess like a a scary vegan, one of the very... Mm -hmm well, the that vegan teacher type vegans. And I think for the most part, Merle, I think what makes your content honestly so great, uh, no bias, uh, you, know, you know, bias aside rather, is the fact that you are very approachable when it comes to the topic of veganism. You know, you're not, you made a video about, you know, being an imperfect vegan, for example. And I think that sort of mentality, that sort of approach is a lot more it's a lot more welcoming to people that might be curious about it. When you come in, you know, with a hammer and try hammering people over the head, like that's never, that approach is, that very blunt approach to trying to teach people is, is always going to not be as well-received, I think, as someone who is a little bit more accepting like you are. And I think that's allowed kind of me to grow into lessening my meat consumption, lessening my dairy consumption, which has gone down drastically, especially since we started moving... Well, not started, since we, start, since we moved in together this past year or last year, rather. And so... Yeah, I think you you do cultivate a very safe space uh, as a vegan, which I think is great. And I think it's something that more people should try to do, not just as vegans, but I guess whenever you're trying to share your lifestyle or even, I guess, to an extent, religion with someone, like anything about you or some sort of, or yeah, faith, I don't know. When I, I think whenever, whenever it comes to teaching people something, going the route of compassion, maybe that's the last lack of, or just a little bit more, just a little bit more, less judgment. Is
0: probably the best way to go
1: about it. Why
0: are you laughing? <laughs> because you were so proud of yourself that you found your way to what you were trying to say. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: yes. If you're if you're not watching the podcast, you missed out on the a light bulb moment in my eyes. <laughs> this is why I defer to Merle most of the time for questions because I struggle to find the words. You Did great, um, but that's exactly yeah. But that's my point though. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so
1: how's it been, sweetie? <laughs>
0: Well, okay, actually I was you were just talking about me being like a safe space, but I feel like since we moved in, I have been a little bit more
1: um judgy. You have. We've we've gotten into uh I won't even say arguments, but we've gotten
0: right, light arguments. Light arguments where I'll be like, Do you really need to buy that? Or I'll be like, Do you really need to eat that? Like, couldn't you find a vegan cheese instead? And I think it's because you're in my face twenty four seven and I we share a fridge now. Uh, to your credit, there's never like chicken
1: or steak Exactly. i like fridge. To get some credit here. You I do. Mean, I think uh, the most I have is I've had a I've had burrata cheese in there. Burrata cheese and like prosciutto. I've never had prosciutto. I've never had steak in there, no. no chicken. And I was a big steak eater. Uh My That's brother true. and I had weekly stats. So, so I'll just dive into it now. My meat consumption has dropped down drastically since we started dating. And especially since we moved in together. Since we moved in together. I mean, I, like I said, I used to be, I used to have weekly steak nights with my brother and I'd still be open to doing those with him. It's just been kind of hard to sync up our schedule since we don't live together anymore. But because of that, you know, uh, because of that, I but yeah, I haven't had steak in the fridge or freezer at all since we moved in. I haven't had. I used to have like uh, Italian sausage make with pasta, some meatball stuff. You know, all this stuff kind of, hasn't been in the fridge. Uh, I haven't had chicken. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm just hey, I just want to get my. I need to make it clear to people I am you know cutting stuff down. But yes, I just want to make it clear that I have not. It's not like we started dating and I haven't changed my dietary habits at all. The only thing that I, I mean, I'm I've said it. I think in the original video too is like I can never see myself going completely. Meatless or dairy-free, and part of the reason why is honestly my upbringing too. You know, I think there's such a, I don't want, I don't want to just say just in Asian culture, but I think uh, you know at least for my family and and in Southeast Asian culture, um, if not other cultures too. You know, food is just such an important part of just the way our, our family grew up. Uh, and, you know, that's kind of where dinners were very important. That's kind of where, and I, I'm again, I, I don't want to say it's just for Southeast Asian cultures, but it's fam- dinners are important for a lot of cultures. But when I'm talking specifically about myself, what's so funny?
0: And <laughs> just dinners are important for a lot of cultures. It's a funny thing to
1: say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's
0: true. Uh, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, meat dishes like like authentic dishes. Exactly,
1: so many cultural dishes uh, that we grew up with had meat or dairy, and especially like in Lao cuisine, you know, you relies on a lot of sauces such as padek, which you know they they come they, they use elements of of fish byproducts and stuff like that, and so it's hard for me to say that you know I will never have any sort of meat or dairy products again because then that cuts off a large part of my culture to an extent and food is a part of culture and food also you know it connects me to a lot of you know memories you know uh with family meals with family meals with loved ones you know like my grandmother who i've talked about i had a very close relationship with her and you know there are certain dishes that you know remind me of her and so to say that i wouldn't have a certain dish again it's just difficult and that's not to say again that i'm saying i i still want to keep up the level of meat or dairy consumption i had prior to this relationship because it has gone, it has gone down. But I just, I never want to say I, I'm going to cut it all off. And that's just me being being honest. You know, it, it's just that's just that's just me being truthful. And I, I will catch flack for that. And I and I actually, like I said before, I do understand to a degree why I would catch flack. Mm-hmm. I do get it. I mean, I get kind of like the I get kind of the mentality of like, well, you know what, boohoo, you have memories, but you know, there's a planet and living creatures to think about. But I
0: think that that your approach to it is probably the more realistic one. Like I don't expect the entire world is going to go vegan. It would be nice. I would love that. I don't expect that that's going to happen in my lifetime or maybe ever, Uh, probably never. So for me, it's about the steps that you can take in the right direction. You know, if you're eating 80% less meat than you normally do, 50% less meat, 30% less meat, that's a win to me because it's already a step better than how it was, and I can't control you. Even if I wanted to be the most domineering vegan, <laughs> like presence in your life, like I wouldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't change what you do. You're, you're never going to listen to me. First of all, the most stubborn person I've I am ever met. Quite stubborn. I'm Hates not being told my ways. What can I say? Hates being told what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if you weren't stubborn, I wouldn't expect that i could tell you what to do that would you know i I will say one thing i think i could do more of and i plan to do more of is to show you the documentaries and this is something i want to bring up is that
1: you keep saying this to me like oh i'm gonna show you these documentaries and i'm gonna show you these documentaries and i keep telling her i would love to see them i genuinely would would you love to see them i don't know if loved you've never
0: brought them up when we're like what should we watch tonight okay well do i have to bring them up
1: no, that's true. I guess I could bring it up, but I guess when we're thinking of a movie to watch, you know... C- well, when are we going to watch it?
0: That's true, I guess. I've already watched them multiple times, and they're traumatizing. So that's the reason I keep putting it off. It's like I've already seen this stuff.
1: Yeah, I guess I don't have an excuse because other movies we do watch that are not documentaries are also equally traumatizing. We watch a lot of horror movies. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I've al- I'm always open to it, especially documentaries. You know, I'm, a, I, I'm a, as a documentary filmmaker myself, I'm always interested to see... Uh, you know, films uh, of the genre, I guess. So you're not gonna be thinking about the filmmaking when you watch these. <laughs> hey, who knows? Uh, are they actually like well-directed well produced, well directed? Some. Maybe I'll learn something about both the 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 food industry and about filmmaking at the same time. <laughs> Maybe. You know?
0: I will say, I think you have a very open mind to vegan stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't ever make me feel like, oh, you're eating a vegan chicken or you're eating vegan beef. Like, I have oh, been del- disgusting. We had a
1: delicious vegan uh, chicken sandwich from Hart House yesterday. Yeah. It was one of the best chicken sandwiches I've ever had. So good. So, yeah, I, that's another thing. If you uh, didn't watch the other video, as I said before, in that video, Merle's video that is, and I'll repeat now, I love vegan food. For me, As long as it tastes good, it tastes good.
0: And Uh, as long as we get, like, our protein and dietary fiber. Yes, exactly. And we've started taking vegan protein powder together.
1: Yep. And so I'm not—that's the thing. I'm not opposed to vegan food or vegan protein powder. I'm just saying there are certain dishes that, you know, I would not like to say I'm never going to have again.
0: And I respect that. And I think that that's going to go case by case. You know, if you're someone who's more regimented vegan and you can't even stand the thought of being with someone— who is going to eat meat or eat dairy that's totally within your right to choose you know that's your that's your thing that's fine that's i re- i respect you and your boundaries and i and i get it to a degree because i have felt a little bit off put being around meat and dairy with you you know it depends on the person right it depends on if is the vegan someone who's really regimented is the vegan someone who's more flexible is the vegan someone who's just doing it for health reasons is the vegan someone who's vegan or eating a vegan diet because they're passionate about animal welfare you know there's so many different vegans <laughs> there's so many different reasons people go vegan so i would imagine that would have a heavy role in whether or not you're willing to date someone who wasn't vegan right
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I don't think, And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If you're someone who just doesn't want meat in your fridge at all, or even like in my case, you, you don't want burrata or any like a single slice of dairy cheese, then that's up. To, I mean, it's just as much as it's your potential partner's choice to whether or not they want to go vegan or not. It's just as much your choice to say, okay, well then that's a deal breaker for me.
0: Yeah. Just you know? like anything else. It's just, what do you call it? It begins with a P preferences
1: but i do also want to add and i know this will be a separate topic for us for a different episode. Because i think it does deserve its own time but i do want to bring it up and i'm not just saying this to defend myself or
0: oh to boy. defend well no
1: but i want to say that and you've brought it up yourself in the past but you know at times the modern western idea of veganism is sometimes a little it doesn't take into account other oh, cultures. you're and
0: taking my stance. I'm taking, I'm taking
1: your argument against vegans because you, you'd you make this argument yourself against <laughs> th- some aspects of veganism being potentially unethical. Yeah. And I'm using it as defense. Yes, but it's true. I'm not just saying. It. I mean, I like, was
0: saying yeah, that. Yeah, you articulate it. I yes. like how you're trying to steal my talking points now. <laughs> yes.
1: Hey, you wanted me to talk more. So <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to take right. your I talking points. I thought you were going to just come up with something yourself.
0: The bottom line is being like a privileged white person that's well off living in Western society, declaring on all of the world to go vegan is pretty short-sighted in my opinion, because you have to look at access to fresh food. Access I mean the price, the cost disparity, how um how Western specifically Western society upcharges health foods um and I, I'm doing the the air quotes because, you know, there's so many, there's so many, there's so many snake oil salesmen out there that are trying to sell you like the perfect elixirs and oils and this and that to like stay young and healthy forever. But just the basics, like fresh fruit and vegetables are not accessible to everyone, period. That's just the way that is. And to be a white person, traditionally coming from a line of colonizers saying, hey, everyone else in the world, this is the way you need to eat because we said so. It just doesn't ring true. It doesn't ring right to me. It's okay to be uncomfortable with people consuming meat. It's okay to be uncomfortable. It's okay. I mean, I, you can't, you know, I think that you can say it's okay, but I don't think it's okay to just say your traditions and your culture mean nothing because I've learned what veganism is. And I want to insist that everyone goes vegan. Now people need to come to it. In their own time, the only thing you can do is spread awareness. And when people ask you about it, share why you're vegan, right? And like, show people the documentaries and the things that made you go vegan. I don't think it's my place to tell the entire world how to live their lives and to just. Why are you smiling? It's it,
1: no, I see. I took your answer, but you articulated it so much better than me. I mean, no, it's definitely a lot more articulate than I could have put it. But that's but that is the truth. I wasn't just stealing it just to steal your answer, but it's a very apt argument. And that goes back to my point, right? I mean, like I grew up in Asia. I'm not Asian American. I I grew up in Asia. And I mean, I am Asian American in the sense that I have an American passport, but I didn't grow up here. So I grew up in Asia with those, with the food, you know, in that culture and in that society. There are a few vegan restaurants now popping up in Laos, but it's not like it is here in LA. It's not like it is in New York or in the West, you know, And, and I think that's why it's hard for someone who grows up in that culture to completely swear off from the food that they've known all their life and is is tied to so much of who they are, their heritage, their people,
0: their memories. Veganism did not start, it's not a white thing. Veganism is traditionally not white. I mean, monks in different parts of Asia have been celebrating and innovating vegan food and meat substitutes for hundreds of years and... Mexico, I mean, there are a lot of very old plant-based diets that go way, way, way back. I mean, it's just like indigenous people have been doing this for longer than we can even put our little minds to. Like, we It's not a new thing, is what I'm saying, but we're finding in the Western world, we're finding a way to try to make it seem like a new trendy thing. Basically, just upselling it, right? Making it shiny and trendy. But it's not new.
1: Wow. Heavy stuff. That's just truth it's the truth but uh, it's uh, yeah there's a lot there's a lot to unpack when it comes to this topic but now I guess let's pivot to one of the other questions we were asking at the top of the episode which is if we were to have a family raise kids how would you want their lifestyle to be when it comes to food consumption I mean it's kind of obvious what you would want it to be
0: I would want them to be vegan I well what my mom did for me my mom was vegetarian my whole life she's vegan now since I went vegan she went vegan but she was vegetarian my whole upbringing, but she let me eat whatever I wanted. She wouldn't like go out and buy and like make grilled chicken or anything like that. But she would get me like cold cut, like slices of ham and turkey for sandwiches and stuff, which I think is way ahead of the way. What are you looking at? Nothing. You're staring at something. <laughs> no, I'm really not. You look. I looked over and was like this.
1: I'm just listening intently. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Maybe. I hope so. I'm
1: I'm looking (laughs) at this juicy meat here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean? Um... Anyway, so my mom would buy me like cold cuts. (laughs) I'm freaked out by it now. (laughs) Stop staring at my mouth. (laughs) Is something wrong with my mouth? (laughs) There's nothing wrong with your mouth.
1: If you're listening, if you're listening to the audio podcast, you're probably a little confused. Uh, It's
0: because Ari is, I'll give you an oral presentation. I'm in the middle of talking and telling my story. I look over Arya, He looks like his eyes are about to roll down <laughs> into the bottom of his skull. His eyes are like drool, like drifting down, staring at my mic or my mouth. I can't tell which. And there's no life behind them whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> well, where else would you want my eyes to go? <laughs> my eyes. <laughs> okay, I'll keep you that. Right, How on. does this feel in a- Start
1: talking. <laughs> okay, I can see why that's a little unsettling. You're playing it up, though, I think. No, I'm not. She's playing it up. She's playing it up. I'm not. All right, go on. Anyway,
0: so my mom would get me cold cuts for my sandwich. And she, <laughs> yeah. and occasionally would get like chicken noodle soup for me if I wanted it. And my grandparents would get me like steak and lobster sometimes as a special treat. But your mom was vegetarian this entire time. Wow, you really weren't listening, right? At Because I said. That. <laughs> my mind just whoa I, I said that like two different times you
1: threw me off with your mouth dog
0: you weren't listening at all I was that dead look behind his eyes was actually dead no what'd you say oh my god whoa <laughs> scary <laughs> scary how funny you think it is too <laughs> oh, <come on. laughs> I'm sh- scared. Um, um, yeah, my mom was vegetarian my whole life. Does this ring a bell? <laughs> and then she went vegan when I went vegan. Yes, Do you remember that? I actually don't. <laughs> I don't know, it's late Wow, okay, well at least I know Now you know I'm actually a little bit sated Because I know that you weren't just like disgusted by my mouth Because I thought for sure The way he was looking at my mouth was like this She's vegan now Since I went vegan, she went vegan And it looked like he never wanted to look at those lips again Okay, so Um, you just Your mind shut down, that's all that happened I guess so Okay
1: (laughs) Are you okay? Yeah, it's been a long day. <laughs> he just ate a big dinner. Probably he's ready for yeah, bed. Yeah, it's late. It's all. Oh, it's past my bedtime. Yeah. um That said,
0: <laughs> Wait, do you remember anything that just happened in the last four minutes?
1: Yes, I do remember. You were saying uh, your mom's been vegetarian your whole life, and she'd give you cold cuts, and then your your grandparents would give you little treats every now and, yeah. and then. Yeah.
0: But anyway, I was saying it's very um progressive of my mom. That's where I caught what you were doing right when I said that. <laughs> It was very progressive of my mom that she let me eat meat, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm scared it's going to happen again.
1: <laughs> I, hear this thing. I'm just... <laughs>
0: uh, I really think if I hadn't called it out and I just gone like this, you would have still been like... Uh, all right, go on, go on. Progressive of her is what yeah. I'm saying, you know? Because I, I don't think I would want to necessarily like, buy meat for my kids. If I... You know, if I ever have kids, I ideally want to kind of try to... I want it to be their choice because you can't force people to do things. We've already discussed this. You just can't. All you can do is tell them why you do what you do. And, you know, I probably won't be buying a filet mignon for them or anything like that. But maybe if we went out to eat, if they wanted to try things, kind of like drugs, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like experimentation to a degree is healthy. If you say, like, never touch it, then people are just going to find someone to touch it with. Um, (laughs) It's not a sexual, but yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I agree. And that's that's kind of my answer too. It's like I'm not opposed to them being vegan, but it's just a choice, right? And so it's like I would rather they have the choice to try something if they want, especially when it comes to like Lao food, for example. I would want them to experience trying Lao food. And if they decide that they've tried it and but they still want to go vegan, great. You know? But mm-hmm. at least have it, let them try it. Let them have the choice. Um mm-hmm. and that's and I think honestly the I guess the we the food rotation in house would be similar to what we have now between us. Like we, I don't have much meat or dairy at all in the fridge, and honestly, it's a lot of it's just down to my own. It's not like Merle has not has never told me don't buy steak, don't buy chicken. I just feel like right, I'm living with a vegan. Like I don't necessarily need to have it in the house. Like I can get. I just
0: whisper that into his ear every night while he's sleeping, <laughs>
1: <laughs> subliminally. Yeah, but yeah, that's basically it. Though I think it's just I I because Merle has cultivated a very open space where she doesn't judge me if I we are out and I order a meat dish, then I feel like, okay, well, I don't necessarily need to have steak in the house because if I really want a steak, A, I could probably get it if I do a steak night with my brother, might be at my brother's place, or... You know, I can get it at a restaurant. I can get my meat there. Like, I don't necessarily need to have it in the house. Yeah, so I think with kids too, it'd be the same in the house. Like I might have some meat, some dairy maybe, like stuff that I might want for myself. Uh, but for the most part, be quite meat or dairy free in the house. And so they can just try their meat dishes out and about if they want or with family. My mom can make them some Lao food <laughs> and then we'll see if they uh, if they like it. Great. They can keep eating it. And if they decide, you know what? I love this loud food, but I want to go vegan. Their choice.
0: You're a cute man. I know. I know. I love her. I'm still scared when I think about the look in your eyes. (laughs) I thought I became a different person. (laughs) I'm startled and shocked that you don't remember anything (laughs) I said. The fact that you started repeating everything I was saying. I don't know which is worse if you were that repulsed by my lips or if the fact that, that your brain just decided to go like what do you even call
1: it I really do need to get tested for ADHD I think I, uh, like but I think I might have it too separate episode oh, a separate well I don't know if that's an episode but
0: <laughs> well, ADHD is an interesting topic it is taboo actually nobody thinks it's real
1: not mean no, I mean, nobody thinks... I mean, some people don't think it's real, but a lot of people acknowledge that it's real.
0: Okay, well, most people, I feel like, in my upbringing, didn't think it was real. Really? Oh, well, maybe it is. I didn't know
1: that. I thought most people accepted that it was a they real thing. They were like,
0: thing. just give the kids pills to try to make them easier to be around.
1: Yeah, but then wouldn't that be... Wouldn't them turning to medication be then implying that there is something that needs to be treated? No, they
0: were saying that like, the kid, they, doctors were popping them out like candy. Oh,
1: okay. We're saying that like, they, they were unnecessarily giving yeah. them... Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well... Oh, well, that's interesting too. Who knows? To there's I feel like about,
0: There's probably something to, to both there, sides. Yeah,
1: there is. And I think the other argument I've heard is that people say that, or uh, well, I've heard people say that, oh, people, are not misdiagnosed, but always they diagnose themselves as saying, oh, I have ADHD. Or the same way some people say, I have OCD. I have OCD which I
0: know people, yeah. Which
1: people, which a lot. I know I, people, I, I people that know have it and
0: it's not, no, it's nothing light.
1: What, yeah, like the way some people make it out to be. Mm-hmm. So anyways, anyway, if you struggle with ADHD or, or OCD uh, and are clinically diagnosed as such, uh, leave, leave us thoughts and props in the, in the questions. And today, also in the we see you and we appreciate you and your brain. Yes. Uh, but back to veganism I mean like We kind of covered it In the episode I think Is I think there anything, so. anything else That you think That is worth mentioning Merle Would you like to Give any pearls of wisdom To anyone out there Who may be in a similar Similar relationship to us And may be struggling With the fact that Their partner Is either a, a omnivore, An omnivore Or a vegan Like Because there might be Someone in my shoes I guess That's like oh, yeah. man, I really like this person but they, Yeah what about you well, that's actually, that is interesting. I will wow, say. I know, like, I know, like, I'm awake again. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I do think I remember one of my, I would say it was a deal breaker, but I think I had always said, oh, it'll be, it would be very difficult for me to date. Even just a vegetarian. I know, maybe a vegetarian, I think I could have. A vegan would have been very hard for me, but I guess that goes to show Did you Homer. say
0: you used to say you never would?
1: Yeah, I think that's what it was. I don't think it was like a deal. It wasn't like a deal breaker, but I was like, I just didn't see it gonna i didn't see it as something that would work but i guess that goes to show just how much i fell for this woman that i put that aside uh very quickly because i knew from the off, right <laughs> off like that she was making vegan content at buzzfeed when we met but i thought hey you know i'll convert her <laughs> uh no i didn't think that but yeah i don't know uh, that's definitely a mindset i had because i did because i do think honestly as you know one of my love languages is what is it, giving gifts is a one you do acts of service i guess Whatever it is, I like you like acts of service, and that translates sometimes to making food and gift giving, gift giving. But yeah, specifically, I food is one of through acts of service, I guess,
0: is the it's act funny because you haven't been food. cooking much ever since we moved here. I make you some
1: delicious. Well, you know what? No, oh,
0: fucking watch, <laughs> you cut this that out the episode. Watch. That's my uh, this watch has been haunting my dreams, it goes off every <laughs> single night in the middle of the night.
1: It's my, uh, it's my Casio that I, I cannot. not I don't know see why it doesn't take the long. battery off. <laughs> is that cool? Yeah. Casio's are trendy. Yeah. <laughs> Just make Casio. And well, then we make it. Casio's like, that's like a $20 Casio. But maybe that's what makes it cool. It's like a Rolex. A Rolex is gonna be a lot more expensive than that. <laughs> <laughs> Rolex is like 400 I genuinely don't know. I'm not a big watch guy.
0: Anyway, so you, would you be okay? You said you would never date a vegan. Prior
1: to us being together, I didn't think it was going to be something that I could do. But look, things changed. And uh, oh, you were talking about how I don't cook as much in the house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I I mean, I do. And to be fair, one of the dishes I cook for her on a weekly basis are her vegan spring rolls, which she loves. And that literally takes two to three hours to make. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. You want to try making them, like, lady? Oh my well, lord! The eyes are awake now. <laughs> you try making them, then they do. Take, you think you think that if it were quicker than that, I wouldn't have found a way to make it quicker for myself.
0: There. You're in there with your AirPods in, watching documentaries or watching WrestleMania. <laughs> WrestleMania
1: happens once a year,
0: uh, but uh, not in this household. It's <laughs> happening every day. Uh, I
1: do enjoy watching pro wrestling. Sue
0: me, <laughs> anyways. Uh, you do. You do cook a decent. But I'll say, I feel like you do cook a lot. You do cook a lot, and you do try new a lot of new things. Like, yes, you know. I
1: recently started integrating. Uh, we just did, did some uh, some soba noodles, yeah, uh, which were which have been delicious. But my point is, I show love through making food, I guess, and that's a that's a part of, I guess, an act of service, or is it a gift? Either or. And my point is, I think part of the reason why I think I would I previously thought I would struggle to be with a vegan is because I like cooking and I've. Feel like I wouldn't have been. I thought I wouldn't have been able to share my love for cooking or the food I enjoyed making with mm-hmm. someone who couldn't eat it. Go figure. You can make food that doesn't have meat in it. That's true. And then the food I do like making for myself, I make for myself <laughs> anyway. Still, it's true. I make myself my little. I, I like to treat myself. My my non-vegan treat right now lately is a little prosciutto sandwich with burrata and arugula. Mm, a little tasty treat for myself, and I eat it. So that's not to say again that I don't <laughs> make the food. I don't. I I I enjoy, but. It is sad that I can share with her some of the tasty uh, some of the tasty steaks I make with my brother, but so be it. That's life. You know, it's a small price to pay for being with this woman. <laughs> yeah, she's doing. If you're listening to the podcast right now, I was doing her impression of me glazing over. But that's it, anyways. We can wrap this up now. Um, okay.
0: Do you have any advice for people that are meat eaters dating a vegan?
1: Why don't you go first? You actually didn't give me any classic.
0: Advice. Um, <laughs> Okay. If you're a vegan, I think it just depends on why you're vegan. If, if it's something that's going to drive you bananas, date the person, not assuming you can actually get them to go vegan. If you want to date them bad enough that you can date them, even if they don't go vegan, then I think you're doing the right thing. If you are dating them thinking you'll, it'll only work in the long run. If they go vegan, you can try it, but you might want to be upfront with the, per- I would be upfront with them actually. Don't, not might. I would be upfront, be like, eventually, if this is going to be long-term, I can't be with someone that doesn't eat meat. And then maybe you can try it and maybe you'll be surprised. Maybe it won't bother you as much. So every person eats a different amount of meat. Every you know, every person has a different tolerance, different tolerance for being around meat and dairy. It's just really case by case. I would just say be true to yourself. Do what feels right to you. Be open and honest about why you do what you do. And you can't go wrong.
1: And I guess for meat eaters, it's a more a question of how much are you willing? Because I guess in a way, for the most part, you, you will be the one taking more of the hit As far as, you know, because you're taking away stuff to eat as opposed to adding potential dishes to the table, that makes any sense. Mm. As the meat eater, you'd have to be restricting, I guess, not necessarily what you eat, but yes, probably to an extent, like I have. But also like what you can share with your partner, whereas a vegan doesn't necessarily sacrifice anything in terms of their own consumption unless they turn into a meat eater.
0: Um, No, but you gain new dishes too, like beefless bulgogi. Oh, the Trader
1: Joe's beefless bulgogi is incredible. That is true. But my point is, for the most part,
0: you so also I, eat vegetables in a way you never would.
1: That's true. I have found different ways to cook and, and eat vegetables. So yeah, I, that's not to say you don't. And your kidding. cholesterol
0: is better than ever. Well, ignore what I was saying then. Merle <laughs> seems to have figured out the answer for me. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I, it just makes it sound like you like lose so many things. You know, and sure. that you lose a lot of stuff in the relationship. Really that's should. true. Maybe that's but the you wrong gain word other in. things. You do gain things, but I guess. But it, I get what you're saying. You have to sacrifice what you would be eating. I don't. That's what I mean.
1: I'm not saying uh, and. To your point, yeah, my my I got my blood work done recently. My blood, my I'm a healthy as a horse. And my health, I've always been very. I've never had any issues with, with my blood work. But I, you know, I think my cholesterol is actually looking even better than before. Which his my, doctor actually
0: came out like this. No, they did. They did not do that.
1: Uh, but my cholesterol is looking good and everything like that. And I will say, probably it's the fact that I'm eating less red meat. Um, and so yeah, so sorry. Yeah, I will say I worded it wrong. It's not like you're losing. Like your body will be probably. Your body will be thanking you probably for cutting down on all the dairy and meat. But again, you're losing kind of, you know. I get what you're saying. You're right. Like in the way that I've lost some dishes that I'd share with you, for example, that sort of stuff. You just have to be- But you never
0: shared them with me. Yes. But
1: would you, are you, I guess the question then for meat eaters out there that are potentially dating or are dating a vegan, they have to grapple with the question. Right. Am I okay with losing the potential of sharing in these dishes with this person Yes. limiting my consumption of these dishes because I'm with this person? That's all.
0: And my advice to the meat eaters dating a vegan would be become curious about why they're vegan and try to understand why they're vegan and like what led them there. Watch the documentaries with them. Bring the documentaries up. Don't make them bring them up.
1: Okay, I'll bring it up next time.
0: It I'll goes a long way. But just to, to, just to show you Every time I, just we, talk, talk, we talk
1: about a movie night, though, I will say you're always the one saying, I want to watch a horror movie. I Sorry don't
0: I don't want to watch a factory-forming documentary I've watched you. four well, that's times. I
1: told you I'm fine to watch but it. But I will
0: so. watch it because you won't watch it alone. I mean, I, I would. No, you'll be. I'll peek in the living room and you'll be on your yeah, phone with excuses. your eyes glazed <laughs> over again. Always excuses. Trying to disassociate from the trauma. I always excuse
1: you I think this has been a very interesting episode this fun episode a, a really fun episode a will chat about we should
0: record at night more often I feel like it gives us a whimsical feel I don't know when I we record at night it's clearly
1: my my, <laughs> my brain starts switching off after a certain point because I'm ready for bed uh, that said thank you as always for tuning on in everyone
0: let us know if you're in a vegan meat eater relationship if you never could be if you want to be uh, if you disagree with us about whether it's possible
1: yeah We'd love to hear your thoughts. Feel free to come at me again, vegan teacher lady. Oh, God. God just need...
0: leave my mom out of
1: it for Christ's sake.
0: Yeah. Please, <laughs> <sakes. laughs> yeah. uh, this guy stinks. <laughs> is that the SpongeBob?
1: I never watched SpongeBob. Oh, my. oh My bro just fell off a chair. Are you okay, sweetie? <laughs> I mean, she's clearly okay, but again, this is probably why we should not be filming at night. But uh, if you are just listening to the audio podcast and you're not watching a YouTube video, you might want to watch the YouTube video to watch a girl fall off a chair. I <laughs> slid between two sports. Yeah, we're sitting between two chairs for some reason. I I've don't been know. rocking
0: back and forth on each
1: one. Uh well, that's a uh, perfect place to end this episode on. Leave a like, leave a comment, leave a review, give five stars just for Merle falling off the chair uh, <laughs> on its own. Check out the Patreon if you haven't already. Yeah, it really and, means uh, a lot. Uh, we'll see you guys Thank you. next week. Thank Lots you of Thank you, Patreon
0: love. members. Thank yes. you, everyone. And if
1: we get more Patreon members, hopefully someday I can afford a Rolex fingers crossed
0: hopefully someday I can afford a reasonable chair so I don't fall between two stools (laughs) (laughs) the funny thing is these stools are pretty expensive
1: but anyways thank you very much everyone and we will see you next time see you next
0: time